Yo, today's QOD is mistakes are the portals of discovery. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton at SeanCroxton.com. We got Michael Wicked back on the show. And today, Michael is going to share an inspiring story about what can happen, like the positive things, the remarkable opportunities, the discoveries, the, the inventions that can come out of problems and crises that happen in your life. Michael Wicked's coming up. It was Christmas Eve afternoon. The year was 1818. The village of Oberndorf, Austria, just outside Salzburg. Snow was falling softly on the wooden and stone houses and the, the villagers were all excited about the midnight mass service at St. Nicholas Church. Always it was so beautiful with the candles and the wonderful organ and the music and inside the church there was a different mood. Inside the church of St. Nicholas there was a sense of crisis because Father Joseph Moore, the curator, had just discovered the organ was broken and he could not get it to work. And there was no time to have someone come and repair it because the Christmas Eve service was just a few hours away. Father Moore could not conceive of a Christmas Eve without music. Well, he had been a musician as a child. He would played guitar and violin. In fact, he put himself through university by being a performer. He withdrew into his study and he pondered this near-crisis situation. He realized that traditional Christmas carols could not be played on the guitar. So he decided to create a brand new song for the Christmas Eve service. He closed his eyes and the first image that came to mind was a parish family that he had visited recently with a newborn child. And he had a crystal clear image of that mother holding that baby. And then all of a sudden, the phrases and the words just begin to flow right out of his pen. And in phrases as simple as a children's poem, he wrote of the Christmas miracle in six stanzas. Now, time was short. They needed music for this. Well, he had a friend, Franz Gruber, who was the local schoolmaster. He was also the choir master and the organist. So he went to see his friend Franz Gruber and he told him the situation, presented the words, and Franz was stunned by the beauty of those words and he said, could you please set this to music for this evening? He said, you're a very skilled composer, which Gruber was, and he said, we need it created for two voices, for a choir and for guitar. So Franz Gruber went to his piano, Father Moore went back to the church. A couple of hours later, Gruber arrived at the church. They had no time to rehearse. A short time later, the people came in for midnight mass at St. Nicholas, and the choir joined in in four-part harmony at each refrain, and the parishioners listened in awe to a carol as pure and fresh as an alpine stream. They were just electrified. Then they had the mass, and the evening was a beautiful success. About a year later, Father Moore was transferred, and that beautiful carol lay dormant. Seven years later, they had more difficulty with that organ. So they called a master organ builder. His name was Carl Moracker. 
and he was working with Franz Gruber, who was still in the vicinity, and he discovered the carol. He thought it was beautiful. He asked Gruber about it. Gruber told him the story. Carl asked if he could please have a copy of that beautiful Christmas carol. He left Oberndorf. He took the carol with him. And people who heard it everywhere were just enchanted with the beauty of the words. Soon, troops of Tyrolean folk singers had added the carol to their repertoire. The famous Strasser family at the time sang it at a fair in Leipzig, Germany. Audiences loved it. A local publisher printed it for the first time. He didn't know the name of it, so he called it the Tyrolean song. The carol spread all over the world. It was first sung in America in 1840. Well, in 1863, Franz Gruber died. The Reverend John Freeman translated three stanzas of that carol into the English verses that we know today. That carol is now sung on every continent in the world. It's been recorded by Bing Crosby and Elvis Presley and scores of others. William Studwell from Northern Illinois University, who is an expert on carols, says it is the musical symbol of Christmas. That carol has had a remarkable power to contribute to peace. Many wartime incidents, one specifically, the Christmas truce, First World War, 1914. Christmas Eve, all of a sudden, the German soldiers began singing the carol in the trenches. On the other side, their enemy, the English soldiers, began singing the carol. That has happened many times in many wars. That beautiful carol was originally titled Stille Nacht in the German. We know it as Silent Night, one of the most beautiful of all Christmas carols. And isn't it amazing that that beautiful Christmas carol came from a crisis situation? Hello? <laughs> isn't it amazing that a humble parish priest tapped into his creative subconscious mind in a very challenging situation and created something wonderful and something enduring. You can do the very same thing. The creative subconscious mind that Father Joseph Moore had, you have and I have. But it doesn't work if we're focused on all the garbage and the misery and the problems. The creative subconscious mind doesn't work if you and I are having regular pity parties. Poor me. It happened again. I trusted him. I trusted her and she did me dirt. <laughs> Creative subconscious mind doesn't work when we're focused on the negative stuff of life. You can take difficulties, problems, and make fantastic opportunities out of them. The world has grown and thrived on just such situations. So, I love that story. I first read that 10, 12 years ago and, and then lost my copy and found it again and have always wanted to tell it. So maybe after tonight, the next time we feel really burdened, we feel really distressed, we feel like we're in a crisis situation, maybe we can remember Silent Night, No Music. Christmas Eve, a beautiful carol. And maybe we can take our difficult situations and turn them into something beautiful and enduring. We can. The question is, do we want to do that? Do we want to look at life that way? 
or do we want to get bogged down in our so-called reality? Lily Tomlin in her one-woman show always said, I refuse to be intimidated by reality. <laughs> if you feel distressed, take out your blue card. Would everybody do that real quick? The next time you feel distressed or discouraged, take out your blue card. Everybody, let's read it together. Go. Yes, I. A little louder. Yes, I. Now that is the state of mind. That is the state of mind that changes problems into wonderful opportunities. Because whether you think you can, or whether you think you can't, either way, you're, you're right. State of mind is caused to state of affairs. Your state of mind is the cause of the state of your affairs. It is too costly to be a negative thinker in terms of illness and the toxic poisons that are released in the system with negative emotions. It's too costly. Let's not get down on ourselves. Let's lighten up on ourselves. Let's leave the past back there. And this, this, these things we've called tragedies and problems, let's begin to ask ourselves, what's the positive side of this? How could I use this? How could I grow from this? What wonderful lesson could I learn from this situation instead of putting all that negative energy into something that we didn't want in the first place? James Joyce said, mistakes are the portals of discovery. So often people make mistakes and they're afraid to try again for fear they might make another I don't like the word mistake. What if we reframe that and call it an unwise choice? As opposed to saying, well, my first four marriages were mistakes. <laughs> you could say, my first four marriages were just unwise choices. <laughs> There's no negativity in that. There's no energy drain in that. Are you with me? Yes. You and I have the power to reframe everything in our life. Jack Boland always said the worst things that ever happened to him were the best because they got his attention. They forced him to change. They forced him to grow. He became a magnificent teacher and a glorious, loving human being out of the pain and misery and poverty of alcoholism. The worst things that ever happened to him, he used to grow. And we can too. We can if we say we can. We've all had something. I mean, I don't know many people who've gone through life unscarred. Do you? There's very few people that haven't had some pain, difficulty, hurt, tragedy along the way. It's the nature of the planet. Stuff is always happening. We have no control over what other people will do. Well, we don't. People get married to their sweetheart, Ten years later, that person has a nervous breakdown. It's never the same again. Ten years later, that person has a problem in business, starts drinking, starts gambling. All kinds of things can happen. A, a, a child from a previous marriage comes to live with them, and the marriage is never the same. It means things happen all the time. Do we want to get bogged down on how bad they are? Do we want to use them and grow with them? Because we always have that opportunity. That was Michael Wicked. He does not have a website. However, you can check out this entire talk on an audio program you can get for free with your audible.com membership. It is called Personal Power, Living a Life of Confidence, Determination, and 
influence. All right, my friend, please follow me on the Instagram at Sean Croxton. Also leave a rating and or review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and I will see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Peace. Thank you.